Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello and welcome to the Gallant View podcast. My name is David Tomlinson, and with me tonight are two good guests and possibly a third coming on. Not sure he hasn't turned up as yet. Will be Scott, but I'll start with the beautiful before the old today. Shauna, how are you? <laughs> I'm very well, guys. Um, obviously looking forward to talking about tonight. I think today was probably a wee bit of a frustrating performance. Probably wasn't the best, but it's three points, a clean sheet. And another uh, run for um, Clermont, and he's now still unbeaten. So, yeah, I think with this tough, tough m- month coming up, I think it was an okay performance overall. Okay, and my other guest, Mr. David Pollock. How are you, David? I'm good, Dave, yeah. I'm, I'm not back from Ibrox too long, so uh, I'm, if I start biting my fingers, it's not nerves, it's I'm starving. So I just uh, just put that one out there. No, it was uh, well, I thought it was it was all right today. Rangers were well in control of the match. wasn't a vintage performance by any means, but uh, no, I'll take Rangers victories over performances any day. Well, before we go further, I'll just say for one pound a month you can become a member, and re- remember to. Press all the buttons that you've got to press. Give us a like and subscribe to our show. Okay, let's start at the beginning, Dave. The team selection. Anything that was Rutland, Tavernier, Goldson, Balligan, Barisic, Lundstrom, Lawrence, Cantwell, McCausland, Seema and Desers. Oh, there's a few talking points there, Dave. What, what, what do you think? Well, five changes from Thursday, which was uh, not that surprising, to be honest. But it was good to see that uh, Todd Cantwell was in, was in berth. And I thought Todd played very well today. I thought, I mean, he's, this is his better role, you know, more central. And and then and then the second goal, we, we, we saw what Todd, Todd Cantwell brings you. So 
Uh, I hope that's just a wee lesson learned for us all that uh, Todd out wide right is just just going to cause a fight, so we shouldn't do it. And Rangers will benefit from it. So, you know, that was that it was good to have Goldson and uh, Balligan back in, in central defence. You know, they look. I think uh, Philip Clement quite likes Balligan. You know, I, I I just get the impression just from his the selections. You know, since uh, Balligan got back in the team that. I think he quite likes it. So I quite like it if he quite likes it. But uh, Lammers obviously had to go. That was the, because I think had, had Lammers been named in that team today, there might have been a, a response, you know, when the, from the crowd. But we didn't get that far. And Sam eventually come on and we were, you know, not quite an easy street, but we were sitting quite comfortably. So uh, that, that kind of toned it all down a bit. And Sam, you know, and had a couple of nice touches as well. And, it was good to see, uh, you know, he was he, he didn't get dogs abuse, which I thought might have been the case had he been on and Todd Cantwell not been on. I thought we might have been setting ourselves up for a fall, but we, we managed to avoid it. So good all, all good. Jonah, you know, what did you think when you when you seen the team coming out? Well, I think there was a few surprises in there. I don't think anyone thought that Tom Lawrence would have been in beside Lundstrom, though. And obviously Dessa starting in front of Danilo. So I think um, for me, taken from that, it was a wee bit of a surprise, but a nice surprise. I think it's very attacking when you look at it. And obviously, like uh, David said, it was good to see uh, Cantwell in the number 10, the, the role that we've obviously been wanting him to see. And I think obviously down to injuries and whatnot, I think that's what's maybe kept um, Clement holding him back. And I think they've had a bit of a one-to-one -one, um, chat midweek about his performance. And I think today Cantwell showed his uh, endeavour to get back and, uh, and track back. And obviously, um, I just thought him in the middle of the park today, I think he got two assists in the end, I think, for Cantwell, so I'm sure we'll go into it. But I think there was a couple of wee surprises in there, but good surprises. I thought it was very attacking. And, uh, yeah, I think um, it really worked well with uh, Lawrence and Lundstrom in midfield. So I'm pretty sure we can go on to that because I think that John Lundstrom should be given a new contract. Yeah. Well, we're going on to virtually everybody, so we'll get through most of the most of the, the the team. What sprung, I think, as well was Ross McCausland getting his first starting place. I think I don't think he's had a start before, so this was his first big team start. I thought that was good, and I think Dessers coming in was a big surprise. Nobody, nobody was sort of expecting that, but. The manager said uh, that the uh, the the the, the Neil you probably needed a rest because he was uh, he was playing so so much the last the last while, and he he had had a slight knock after after the game Thursday night, but it was it obviously wasn't a bad one. So we moved move on to um, there's a start the defence. Let's let's start with the defence. Well, the goalkeeper. I think he had three saves to make the whole game, Dave. Uh, save. He didn't have too much to do. I think the one he had in the first half was a very good save. Though the one that uh, I think it was Lundstrom conceded possession, just kind of on the edge of their box. Uh, the boy rolled it forward, curled one in, which uh, I think was on target. And uh, Jack Butland does what Jack Butland does. Uh, pulled off a nice save. I, I, they didn't have too many. They did have a couple in the second half, uh, but the, I think we were well in control. I think the 
the possession start was, was 69-31. So, and that was, I think, I just thought we controlled the game from start to finish. We, I don't think there was any, there was no panic stations. There was no, uh, it was, we were grinding them down. And obviously I would like to have seen us create a few more chances. I think we ended up with 20 shots and six on target. But uh, I would like to have seen a bit more in terms of a goal threat. But uh, job done. I thought we uh, played them, beat them at arm's length. I mean, I, I was a wee bit critical of St Myrna. I think I, I just couldn't quite understand what their ambition was today and, and, and their setup because they, uh, they seemed to be reluctant. That it was the usual three across the back, which ultimately turns into a five because the two guys out wide don't get forward too often. But I thought we uh, played as we had a lot of possession. I'd like to have seen us play with just a, with a wee bit more zip, I think, in terms of you know the, the wee uh, triangles that we that we were playing round about them. But uh, McCausland certainly uh, a rare sunshine for me because he just goes at them. And uh, you can see that his intent is just to uh, get in about them, take them on, commit defenders. Uh, and I thought I thought McCausland played quite well. I, I seen in the stadium that he got the sponsors man of the match. I don't think he would have been my man of the match, but uh, I'm reserving that for for my boyfriend Todd Cantwell, who he's, actually doesn't know I'm I'm his boyfriend yet, but I'm I'm sure an email will sort that. Uh, but I also <laughs> thought John John Lundstrom was was excellent. John Lundstrom's strolling about there like uh, all of a sudden he looks like Franz Beckenbar, so. Uh, maybe we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves here, but I thought Lundstrom was, was very good in, in, the, in the role that he played, and Tom Lawrence. So, um, as as Sean has just said, I think uh, Lawrence and Lundstrom, you know, may have uh, there may be something in this. I, I certainly hope so. Oh, Dave, I, I, I hate to disagree with you, but I, I, even even the on on the RTV, they, they, they weren't that happy with Lundstrom. To be honest with you. And okay, I'm going to go and I'm going to split the game into two halves because for me it was two. There was a game of two halves. The first half, Lundstrom was standing on Connor Goldson and Balligan's toes. He's told uh, Lundstrom that, that I've been complaining about all the time. And Todd Cantwell, in my my view. He was playing everywhere that he wasn't supposed to be playing and not in the number 10 in the first half. It was, um, yeah, he was all over the park. And I think in the second half, I think the managers get right into them at the half time and, and, and told them what what's what and where they should be playing. Uh, I think, I think uh, for a start, I think it was good of Clement to play. What, uh, Todd Cantwell at all. I think he, I think he's just a man. The manager is just a man that likes to say what he what he feels and what he. But and then he'll put his arm around you, and ten minutes later, everything will be okay. Jonah, what did you think? But <laughs> did you not think that there was a, a big difference between the first half and the second half today? Yeah, I thought the first half was mainly because of uh, the way St. Mary were playing. I think there was a lot of time wasting that was going on. It was getting very very frustrating. I could see Clement. On the touchline, obviously, I was at the game, and I, I agree with David. I actually thought that John Lundstrom also had a good game, but no, I could see that Clement on the touchline um, was getting really, really frustrated with the amount of time wasting was going on. 
there was a lot of guys that were sliding all over the pitch. There was a wee bit of few, few sloppy passes, but I just don't think that was just down to Lundstrom DVT. I think that was coming from Tom Lawrence. I think, like you said, with Cantwell coming into the into the middle, he was losing the ball. So there was just a wee bit. I think it was just taking getting used to. Um, obviously, they were coming in. It felt like as if every challenge that they were putting in, it was just knocking us off the ball, uh, losing possession quite easily. I think in the second half, it was it was definitely a lot better. Um, and I think um, it was good of us to score that goal before the, the halftime whistle because it was a very, very frustrating first half. I think there wasn't that many shots on target either, like um, David said. But I think our main concern at the moment, guys, is like we managed to take a clean sheet, which is a positive today. But I think the main concern that I took out of the game today was not the amount of shots that we were having on target. We had eight corners and we seemed to be, we used to be one of the best at attacking from corners and getting goals from corners. And at the moment, guys, the way we're taking corners at the moment, it's not really um, managing to turn into a goal or not. So that's what I kind of took from the game. We're very, very wasteful at corners. But I thought overall, I thought um, there was a there was a difference in the, the first half to the second half. But to be honest, I thought we, we definitely controlled the game from the very first whistle. I don't think they had an inch on us. I think, as David said, they had that one, one shot on target that uh, Jacqueline put by, um, by the goal. But no, I thought the first half, we were probably a wee bit kind of sloppy. I think a couple of players were sliding all over the pitch. But um, uh, no, I thought overall, guys, I thought it was actually not a bad game overall. I thought, yeah, the first half was a wee bit, a wee bit crap. But I thought the second half we were a little bit better. And um, yeah, if it wasn't down to maybe just being a bit more clinical in front of goal, I think that's the, the one thing that we need to try, try and start doing, guys, is trying to make sure that we're getting clear-cut chances. Because when we do get clear-cut chances, like the, the same as second goal, we know that we can put them away. So... I'm sure we'll get on to that. So no, I thought um, overall, guys, I thought it was a, it was three points, a clean sheet, and uh, yeah, I thought it was quite quite a, a decent performance overall, especially with five players coming in, um, and a total new new midfield. Yeah, well, Neil McCann said at half time, and and the the female, I can't I can't remember her name. That's this often on Rangers TV. Um, they both said the positioning was was totally wrong. As I said before, Cantwell, he, he, was, he wasn't in the number 10 position. He was running everywhere except, I, th I think he was trying too hard to impress and he just never stayed in his position. And uh, in fact, I think he I think was thinking maybe he's going to get taken off at half-time again. But um, obviously this, the, the managers had a word with him at half-time and the, sec the second half, Lundstrom was far more forward and Cantwell was in the number 10 position and I think that made such a, a big difference. Um, we were on the, on the defence. What, what did you think? Balligan and, and Connor Golson had quite a stroll today, I think. And what did you think about Borna, Dave? Your, your favourite player? Uh, it depends which Borna you're referring to because there's two of them. But no, I thought Borna, I thought Borna was, was fine today. He had uh, quite a bit of the ball first half. Uh, and I think he 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 put some crosses in. There was one at the back post which Seema had a wee kind of collision with the goalkeeper with. He never quite got any power on it. Which uh, and then two of them ended up rolling about the the grounds, you know, because as soon as there's a, there's a goal threat, they they, they managed to find planet Earth, start, try and have the referee, you know, have some sort of foul or something, you know. But no, I thought uh, Borna was fine. He's, I mean, they obviously played it back a couple of times, but he wasn't. Uh, he, he was actually complaining at one point that he was there was no one was making the run for him. But as as he kind of burst into uh, their half in the first half, 
So he was, I think it was Sima he was waving his hand at, asking him to, you know, make the run, make the run, I'll deliver the ball. But uh, no, I thought Borna was fine. I, St Mirren didn't have much of a, a threat in the first half, to be honest. I think the, the difference between the first half and the second half was uh, was brought mostly about by by the goal right at the end of the first half. Because if they go in at nil-nil, you know, they'll have a, they'll be a completely different team talk in their dressing room from uh, conceding late on and knowing that they now have to uh, change things if, if they have any ambition to take anything from the game. So it was it's always good to see Rangers score, but it was good to see Rangers pop one in before half-time because that gave them some food for thought. Because those guys, they were they were wasting time from five minutes into the game. You know, and, and the instant which Shona spoke about, you know, the throw-in, which eventually one of them got booked for us in 20-odd minutes. You know, the goalkeeper, I mean, I, what I do is... I, I just uh, start clocking the time from from them winning uh, from you know the the play being stopped and the goalkeeper you know actually taking the goal kick which uh, happens several times and it's usually about thirty to forty seconds between you know the, them uh, the ball going out of play and their goalkeeper taking a, a the goal kick because they fart about so so much just trying to run down the clock. I'm surprised the goalkeeper wasn't uh, yellow carded for time wasting. As one of them was, but that's the kind of St. Mern that we were up against today, and I think the goal right at the end of the first half kind of changed their their plan because it was such such as they had one. Because uh, when they go down, as soon as they go one 0 down, they either fold or, or or they have a go. They, they have to kind of open up a wee touch. So I think that will have, that will have helped in the second half. And then when they go two 0 down, you know it's substitution time. We had a, you know a raft of three, then a raft of two, trying to change things, trying to recover the situation, which amounted to not much at all, thankfully. Uh, but you know you can see that their game plan from the outset is just trying to maybe squeeze a draw in maybe the last ten minutes. We'll see how it goes. But uh, very limited, ambitious St. Martin, and they got everything they deserved. Uh, so always good to see. I mean, it's it doesn't make for spectacular football. You know when they're all they're packed. I mean, talked about you know. Shona's mentioned the corners at the corners in the first half. The the corner every St. Mirren player was inside the penalty box, not not even halfway, inside the penalty box. Every single one of them. So that that pretty much gives you a wee indication of of their ambition. Uh, but which uh, as soon as we break through at the end of the first half, they then have to come up with something else. So I thought they were. With a wee, they had a wee bit more intent in the second half, but it never amounted to anything. We were uh, we were well in control of the game. Yeah. Um, well, that's just sort of a defence. They never had a lot to do, so they were never under any any pressure. Going to the midfield now. Cantwell was a number ten. Sean, I know, I know he's your boyfriend. Davies, Davies, I hear now Davies try to take him off you, but uh, I think I'll let you two fight for that bit. Well, that bit. Um, I definitely, in the, in the first half, as I've said a few times now, don't think he stayed in position. I think he was all over the place. Um, how did you feel of his performance overall, really? Well, just to let you know, Davy P is not interested in men, he's interested in women, so you've got that to, to get over first. There's no chance you're going to get to a cantle off my, my hands, unfortunately. So, no, but we can fight over that one in a boxing ring one time and I'll still come out and talk. I'm just joking. No, I thought um, overall you couldn't have asked for any more from Cantwell today. He got two assists, 
I think he was quite unlucky. I think he had a few shots outside the box. I think one was uh, on target, the other one was well off target. So, um, no, I think um, overall, I think um, he came into the definitely came into the game better in the in the second half. Now, I was at the the Heart and Hand podcast on Friday night, and Mark Haley was there, and he was saying exactly what you were saying, David. Todd Cantwell needs to stop tracking back. He needs to stop helping everybody out in the else the pitch. He needs to stay in that circle in the middle of the park where he can get the ball, he can drive forward and create things. And I think we saw that more in the in the in the in the first half. I think um the, the chat with the manager midweek as well probably must have helped him. I think um, the two of them obviously he must not must have not been happy getting taken off. Obviously we know the reasons why that happened. But I think the, the managers obviously put a wee bit of an arm around Cantwell. I think that what Cantwell really does need is an arm around him. And I think obviously the manager said to him, like, we know what you can do. We just need you to see it more consistently. And I think what, what we saw today in the second half, that he was probably just not doing as much of, of the work off the ball. Like, do you know what I mean? Tracking back, he was just mainly sitting there in the middle of the park waiting for the ball to come to him. And I think that's when Cantwell is at his best. I think that wee pivot turn that he did in the middle of the park for the sublime pass to Seema through the middle, I think that's exactly the kind of goals that we've been looking for, these guys. The runners, you know, I mean, we've got a lot of pace and the guys coming back now with Matondo and Sima. Definitely think we should be signing this boy as well, Sima. But um, yeah, he's wee twisting, he's wee Cruyff turning in the middle of the park. And that pass that he put through for Sima was sublime. And obviously in the first goal, he was very much involved. I think obviously the run that came from Dessers, Dessers cut inside, obviously passed it to Cantwell. And I think Cantwell probably should have shot first time. I think he did a wee bit of extra touch, but just so happened that Sima was there to put the ball in the back of the net. But no, I think overall... I think two assists from Camel, who's been pretty poor the last few years. We're going to admit it, guys. Camel has probably not hit the heights of what he did last season. I think the last few games, even though he's been playing out in the right, he has been pretty poor even when he's got the ball at his feet. So I think today you can't really um, you can't really um, dismiss what he did today. I think he could have been well managed. Between him, Seema and McCausland, the three of them could have possibly got man of the match for me. That was certainly a beautiful ball he put through for, uh, for Seema for his goal. Although Seema still had quite a lot to do, uh, he, he took he took the shot beautifully, so a really nice goal. Um, Lawrence in the, the number eight position, Dave. What did what did you think of that? Uh, yeah, I thought Tom Lawrence was uh, was quite good. He certainly uh, gets himself about, and you know he's I think he, he, he kind of dovetailed quite nicely with John Lundstrom. Uh, I thought the two of them were. Uh, well in control, you know we had uh, we were winning most of the midfield battles. There was a uh, I'm not trying to think of any occasions when I, I thought we were kind of under threat and and from midfield, but we we certainly we seemed to just control the game. Uh, it was good. I think Tom Lawrence was getting more confident as the long the longer the game went on. I think maybe maybe that was to do that we're now a couple of goals up and he just seemed to be. Uh, Puffing, you know, moving about with his chest puffed out and he, he lifting his head, he just seemed to be a. Uh, he looked like a player in control. No, I thought uh, Tom Lawrence was was fine. He was uh, was very. So I'm glad that we uh, we saw Tom Lawrence and not Sifuentes because Sifuentes for me is just a bit too vanilla. He just nothing happens. I just don't see him, you know, putting the energy in and and Tom Lawrence making challenges. He was in the first half. He saw a lot of the ball, you know, between him and McCausland and Tavernier. You know, there was uh, a few few interactions up there. But in, but in terms of Todd Cantwell, the I I want Todd to go wherever he likes, pretty much because Todd is is just for me 
just a notch up in quality from some, some most of the, the other players in that team. Uh, and I think we we saw, you know, that uh, from from the two goals, but I, I think particularly the second one, what this boy is capable of. So I would be, uh, I would I wouldn't want to be too prescriptive if if I was coach in in, in terms of telling telling Todd, Todd Cantwell what to do. You know, it would be a kind of very general instruction. You know, and maybe stay stay in the midfield here or the kind of bandwidth I want you to play in. But I think if he strays outside that, I don't mind too much, to be honest. And I, I, I wouldn't really be looking for, you know, I would obviously make a contribution in terms of defence. You know, we, we should, you know, we should attack from, from, from the back and we should always defend from the front, you know. So I get it that every player in the team is, is pretty much, we're all in it together. But I think to uh, to use the energy of, of Todd Cantwell, and he's got tons of it, as, as we saw today, most productively is, is getting getting them in positions where he can he can up teams because we know he can certainly do that. So I don't want him to be running all over the place chasing lost causes and assisting right backs. I want to see Todd Cantwell in the middle pulling the strings and and firing balls straight through their defence, which we saw him do today. And I think in that moment, for me, kind of vindicated. Todd Cantwell from Thursday. I know I'm a, I know I'm a bit of a fanboy, and I'll, I'll have to kind of concede to Shona that, that she's probably got the <laughs> advantage on me in, in securing any of Todd's affections. But I, 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 uh, I, I think we should. I mean, two two ways to look at it. Do we play according to you know a, a system, and then have the players shoe themselves in, shoe into that, or do we play? You know, and, and adapt to the players' strengths and weaknesses, and I, I think it's probably a bit of both. But in terms of Todd Cantwell, he's a he's a special talent, and I think we should play Todd where we think we will get the most from him. So I don't want to be a. I was a wee bit disappointed on Thursday, which obviously came out in the, the pod on Friday, that about Philip Clement being you know telling him what to do. I think. A lot of what he does is quite instinctive, and uh, I think we should just uh, ride the wave on that. Now, as I say, Neil McCann he came out with a a, a video of of part of the game, and Lundstrom had the ball just over just in his own half, and he was looking everywhere to try and find a player in a forward position. But Todd Cantwell actually was behind him, and that that was uh, that was uh, you could just see that he had nobody to hit. He had absolutely nobody up front. Yeah, Dessers, <laughs> but Dessers got about four men around him. So no, I I think uh, I agree with you. He, he should have a, he should be able to go where he wants, but in that number ten position, in that attacking position, as you say, at the end up there. I don't want to see Todd Can Cantwell helping uh, Borna Barisic to defend or helping Conor Golson to defend. He's got to be up to get if if the, the defenders have the ball, he needs to be up front, ready to accept it somewhere in the attacking area of the midfield and, and not back uh back uh, with the defence. Um Shona, you the sort of the same opinion on that? Yeah, I think he just needs to be pulling the strings in the centre of the park. I think he needs to play in that kind of 
the centre of the of the midfield and, and move forward into the attacking area. I think that's where Todd Campbell is obviously at his best and he can pull the strings from there whether he wants to go left, whether he wants to go right. I think what Todd does like, though, he likes players in right beside him so he can uh, take, uh, obviously he likes people that are right in and about him. So take that wee touch. I think he was a wee bit unfortunate not to get a, a free kick today when one of the guys made a pretty, pretty bad challenge. I don't know why the, the referee never brought it back for a free kick because there was no advantage for Dessers. I think Dessers was offside as well. So, no, I thought overall, I think like you said, I think Cantwell just needs to be pulling the strings in the middle of the park. I don't really want to see him tracking back. I think if you do see him tracking back, that's when you get the likes of Lundstrom and Lawrence struggling to pick that ball into the into the into the space, into the middle of the park. So like you saw, I think there was quite a few long balls that are getting played up to Sima and uh, towards Dacers because there was not Cantwell in the middle of the park to obviously take give that to give that pass to. So um but no I thought overall I honestly guys I thought Cantwell played really, really well today. I know the first half was a bit frustrating, but I think I think everyone was a wee bit frustrated in the first one first half of the way we were playing, so I don't think that was just down to Todd Campbell. I think even the likes of Lawrence was giving the ball away and, and a few others. So um no, I think overall I think uh, Campbell had a had a decent game and he got two assists, so that's all you can ask for. Yeah. Then just before half time, Dave, Dessers sort of a get runs through he actually looks like he was going to out sprint a guy, which which sort of a, a surprised me. Turn back and put an ice ball through to Cantwell. Cantwell looked as like he was going to shoot at first, but then took the ball inside. Now, I think he's lucky that Seema took over and pumped the ball into the net because I think he was going to lose the ball if he was, uh, if, 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 he did, if Seema hadn't done that. But luckily, Seema took control, walloped the ball into the net. Lovely goal. And I thought Todd, Quill, Todd Cantwell was smart enough to realise that, that he'd uh, kind of played the ball, just uh, he'd kind of lost control of the ball in the box and then immediately uh, tries to get out of Seema's way because he realises Seema's got a striking goal. So that, I thought that was that was good of him. It wasn't like the two of them went for the same ball. Todd Cantwell realised that Seema's now in a better position than he is and, and immediately withdrew to let uh, the strike by Seema hit the back of the net. So, no, I think that... Uh, that, that was, I think we, we just have to give the assist to Todd Cantwell on that. In that, you know, he's, you know, taken the defender on, got by, got by him, or at least got to the side of him, and then realised he'd slightly overrun it. It's running to Seema. He's got a striking goal, get out his way, and uh, a nice finish. And it was, it was beautifully timed, you know, just before half time. I think we just crept over the 45 minutes, actually, in, in terms of uh, the goal. Uh, so it was good to go in 1 0 up. It changed the mood in the stadium. So that was good because uh, we hadn't created an awful lot of chances. There was the Seema header, which went over the bar. Uh, there was a couple of long-range strikes, which didn't amount to much. But uh, McCausland was quite bright. But there was a, there was a cracking couple of moves in, the, uh, in, in one move in the second half where we went down the right wing when Todd Cantwell's taking the ball to his back, back to goal and he takes the ball to his feet, immediately plays it back, moves to the side, and then and takes the ball back, pushed it out to McCausland, who, who then gave it to, to Cantwell with his back to goal. He immediately gave him it back, and then he, he did exactly the same thing, moved away, and then took the return pass. So we, he just worked his way down the, the right-hand side just by playing the ball off of, of the other Rangers players and eventually got into the box. And, I, and, I, and that wee moment there, which was maybe only 30 seconds long, 
you just see the potential that, that Todd Cantwell has. And if we can get the players round about him to uh, feed him the ball and, and, and keep the movement of that, which was uh, a breath of fresh air. So I'm beginning to sound like a Todd Cantwell fanboy, which is because I am. And I, I think the, the boys should be, uh, we should be, uh, he's, he's first pick for me. He's just got that, that we, uh, quintessential something that you want in a football player. He'll do the unpredictable, but he's also got the, he's got the talent to back it up. So, uh, I, I think I, I noticed that when he did come off, you know, which was uh, when Lammers went on, and I think that you know because of the the, the way things had be, were progressing in the game, there was no uh, kind of react, bad reaction from the crowd. But Philip Clement, you know, had the wee uh, the wee ten second chat with him when he came off, and you know, giving him a wee hug. So I said, oh, they're they're they've kissed and made up. So quite pleased to see that when he when he came off, because when. Yeah, when Tavernier went past him, Tavernier just got a pat on the shoulder, but but Todd got a wee uh, got a wee exchange, and I think Philip was telling him that I really love you. It's it's just a bit of tough love you need. Well, you said the other night, Dave, that um, yeah, yeah, the bit of the shine had gone off, claiming in your eyes, is it back again? Well, I think the 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 shine. I, I was a wee bit disappointed with with uh, Philip Clement by by not doing what's best for Rangers on Thursday night, because if he thought Todd Cantwell wasn't performing on the right, then as we saw today, then he should have just withdrawn him from the right, put him in the central midfield and withdraw Amers, who was our weakest link at that point. I think that would have been a smarter move by the manager. The fact that he didn't see that or, or he was some some way minded to punish Todd Cantwell, then, uh, then uh, that's a... That's something I, I don't like to see. And I, I hope that wasn't his intention. And I just put it that way that he thought that he had to make an example of Todd Cantwell by by withdrawing him from the pitch and some way punishing him. And you've seen Todd's reaction and, and leaving Sam Lammers on. You know, we're in a European tie where the wind takes us through, you know, through the group stage. And uh, Philip Clermont was, 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 I don't know, blinded or, or was just so pissed off that he, he just wanted to make a wee point. Well, he, he did make a point, but I, I thought he could have made it in a much smarter way by, by having the conversation with Todd Cantwell after the game and withdrawing Sam Lammers. So that was... Uh, but I was I was pleased to see uh, that Todd Cantwell made the start today because I think if Philip Clement had, had not started Todd Cantwell and played Sam Lammers, I think the mood in the stadium would have been a bit different. Yeah, I think I agree with you there. Yeah, yeah David, I agree. I agree with you that, Cat, that Cantwell should obviously be playing the number 10, but that's not the reason why he came off. He had a, he spoke back to the manager, and the manager was not happy with him, and then two minutes later, he took him right off. So I think it was down to the fact that he spoke to the manager, and I think that's why they've had the heart-to-heart midweek, and I think that's maybe why that Cantwell said, well, play me in my best position, I'll show you what I can do. And obviously, the manager's given him his opportunity to do that, and I think now, now you'll see that Cantwell will play in that number 10 bit. I do agree. I think Lammers had a shocking game midweek and would have put Polly, would have put Cantwell in there if you, if you wanted to get a reaction out of Cantwell. But I think it was more down to the fact that Cantwell had spoken back to the manager in not a good way because I was right behind it all. So, um, yeah, the manager was definitely not happy with him after that. After obviously speaking to him for the first 20 minutes, saying to him, I need you to stay. And he wasn't following the manager's instructions. Yeah, Sean, so, I, I, think- all that. I just, it was just, I don't want Philip Clemon's anger. To, you know, to to start clouding his judgment in, in in what's best for Rangers, because I think what was best I for Rangers, I, 
as that at that moment was uh, to keep keep Cantwell on the pitch. Yeah, but I get that. But I think then you've got a good reaction from Cantwell today to kind of yeah. prove the manager mm-hmm. what, he, what he said during the week was wrong. Do you know what I mean? So it can work both ways. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. You know, you can, you can um, sort, sort something out. Did Todd, Todd Cantwell leave the stadium early? Not rubbish. He was sitting there from the bench for the second half. He was in a sulky moon and I think he's three gloves away. But that was a lot of rubbish. He was sitting there for the second half of the, the game. So, no, whoever made up that rumour is just making up rumours. Like, uh, I can imagine that rumour maybe have came from the other side of the state. I don't, I don't know, but no, I sat right behind the, the dugout and he was there for the second half. Yeah, that's what, that's what I thought. And you said that the other night. Um, For me, the... Only player, well, the only player, the, the, the player where the most danger came, especially in the first half, was Ross McCausland. I thought it was really good. Any, any, anything that was a danger came from him. Jonah. Yeah, well, he was involved with the with the, the Sima goal, wasn't he? The one for the first goal, I think it was his pass. It was played over the top toward, or down the. Sorry, it was his pass. It played down towards Desters, and then I think obviously Desters then passed it to Cantwell into the back of the net. I think a lot of the things were coming from McCloss. And what I do like about McCloss is it doesn't matter if he gives the ball away. He'll always go back and he'll track back. And that's all you want. The one that, that kind of heart and um, and soul into that player. I think um, he did lose the ball a couple of times, but he didn't sulk. He reacted really well. He tried to track back. I think he got back a, a few balls. Um, but no, I thought he has, his performance was really, really good overall. I think um, you can hear the fans now chanting. There's a... Uh, Obviously, Ross McCausland is one of our own, so no, he's really taken to it. Um, and again, I thought some of the, the the passes that he made as well. I think there was one where was it Dessers that tried to go down for the foul in the box that tried to get the penalty. Unfortunately, Dessers was offside, but I think that was a lovely pass from McCausland the way he kind of cut inside and played that ball. So that's what we've been asking for for from the the wings. I think um, now you're seeing Matondo, you've got Sima there, you've now got McCausland. I think now guys, there's a wee bit of competition now. I don't think you'll be dropping McCausland or, or Sima anytime soon. So it's now down to Matondo. If he wants to get back into that team, he's going to have to prove himself. I don't think he did much when he came on. Not that he had a lot of uh, opportunities, to be fair. But um, no, I think um, now, guys, we're now beginning to see like a fit bench coming back. Um, the only bad news, obviously, I don't know if we'll get on to later on the pod, is obviously to, to do with um, Raskin. Um, I don't know if any of you guys have heard the bad news about him, but no, apart from that, I think overall, I think uh, McCausland is really uh, enjoying his football at the moment. And uh, yeah, more to come from him. I'm really looking forward to it. I thought he took his goal midweek really well. 
think it's just building on performances now. I think um, he's now put himself into position now where he's now going to be starting in that first team week in, week out, and it's up to him now to take that opportunity. Yeah, now you've intrigued me. What's the bad news about Raskin? I, 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 I take it he's injured longer than he's supposed to be or something like that? Yeah, the rehab is not going to plan. And as uh, Clement said today, I think um, he's a way to look at another specialist. So whatever's happening in, in training at the moment, is he's had a bit of a setback. So you're looking for a, a wee while that he'll be back. I think Jack's back in training. I don't know if anybody else in the comments can confirm that. Um, but yeah, Jack's back in training. But um, yeah, it's not a good one for Raskin. I think he's going to be out for at least another couple of months. Well, that's not so good. So that's what, that's what Tom Horns last year did, wasn't it? He, he went out and then uh, came back, came back about a year later. Um, this is why, Amy, guys, it's going to be so. This is why it's going to be so important to keep Tom Lawrence fit. It really is. Um, if we want to go, because we really are struggling in midfield. That's why I said to guys, I think we do, do need to sign up. I know Jack's obviously going to have to go in the summer. I do think we're going to have to recruit better in the summer for midfielders. I do think John Lewisham is not a bad backup to have, guys. And I think, um, yeah, I think we should really try and sign him on another deal because he has our most consistent midfielder. He's hardly ever injured. And um, I think he's been playing pretty well recently, pretty consistently well. So, But yeah, I think, um, guys, Tom Lawrence, now we just need to try. I think it's going to be a, a battle, a toss-up between him and Sifuentes. I would imagine Tom Lawrence will play at the weekend, but I don't think he's going to play a full 90 minutes. Well, I'm just happy that with Clement, we've got a, a man that can see what is actually happening, that, that actually sees what we're seeing and can change it because, as I say, the first half, Lundstrom was just standing in corner goals and stores. The old Lundstrom as we know him, getting the, the short ball from from uh, corner goals in and then passing it to Tavernier or... Um, uh, Borna Barisic and I think the manager spotted that as well because when Lundstrom was playing far up the park in the second half and also Canwell so I, I think that's the manager saw that and thank, thank goodness he changed it Dessers Dave he uh, he went off and Daniel you come on what did you think of his overall performance? Mm. I had a couple of moments. I thought he, I mean, he had the striking goal, but there was one which he elected to pass back, which I thought he should have just had a, a pop at goal on. So, I mean, he's 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 very lively. There are lots of movement from Danilo. So there's a lot to like about the guy. And I think if we can get a firing Todd Cantwell threading balls through, he would be, this guy is, is purpose built to, uh, to be in the receiving end of them. You know, him and Seema, you saw what Seema did today. I think Danilo could, uh, could profit from someone who's going to be able to find them, find those type of passes. So Dessers is, I mean, I thought that if Dessers is slow, God knows what the St. Martin defenders are like, you know, because it was a nice ball, you know, which uh, he went through on. But I think uh, Todd Cantwell got, can I got him off the hook a wee touch by making the run, which he then managed to uh, find Todd with, you know, eventually led to the goal. But I think that's, that's, uh, that's where we should be, you know, when someone's, uh, bursting through, we should have runners creating options, you know, for whoever takes possession of the ball. Which uh, so in, in that way, it was it was a nice goal for 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 us to break through. You know, kind of, so up until then was a kind of fairly packed defence. We didn't have have much room. But I think the the early ball through from uh, McCausland 
clearly uh, got things off to a good start and that what when we were we had a bit of space in their half just by pinging that ball forward you know quite quickly taking taking the, the, the chance of just putting one down the line which Dessers managed to get on the end of it's something that I hope we can see more of but I think uh, <clears throat> Sima is is uh, quite a I wouldn't say frustrating player but he's a uh, He's capable of, you know, good things. He's also capable of some daft things. Uh, I mean, there was one he was through, and I thought, and he, in the first half, and he shot, and he must have put it five or six feet wide. Uh, when you're thinking, you know, just a wee bit of composure there, just to get one on target, or even, or even check back. But uh, it was a it was, the finish for the second goal was a cracking finish. But he's, but he's clean through in goal, lifted his head, picked his spot. Uh, and they calls you like game over. And that was, I was hoping we'd have scored a, a third because uh, I did predict three 0 So just for that reason alone, really. But I, I thought you know we were well in control of the game at that time. St Mirren offered not much before we scored and not much after we scored. Even when they, you know, as I said, they had about five changes, you know, to their team, you know, in the in, in the second half, which which were all forwards. Obviously, they thought they. They'd throw caution to the wind and, and and have a go and see if they could get anything from it, but it failed to materialise. I thought Rangers, by that time, were uh, playing with a bit of confidence, pinging the ball about, and uh, they were they were getting a bit of the run around by that time. So, all in all, uh, you know, a decent day. It's, it's a clean sheet. You know, Jack Button, one cracking save, a couple other decent saves. Uh, we were never in any danger. Balligan and uh, Connor Golson had, had, had pretty much things all their own way. There was not not, not much in terms of. I did yeah, manage to Connor Goldson's booking. I don't know what Connor Goldson got booked for. Um, what do you think back now? Yeah, I think it was a tackle that, 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 he, that he put in. Although I've got to think back now. Um, he obviously didn't agree yeah. with it. <laughs> um. Yeah, with that on the tackle-they-got-in-the-free-kick-with-outside-the-box-was-it-right-hmm-yeah-I-think-it-was-definitely-a-tackle-they-would-a-yellow-card-I-think-that's-why-he-was-frustrated-with-all-yeah-I-don't
no, I think um, we've got to do everything we can. I think this guy is very versatile. He can play right across the middle of the park. And I thought today, I don't know if you guys thought this as well with um, with Dessers, but I actually thought he played pretty close to Dessers. He wasn't playing as wide as what he used mm. to do. I think he was playing pretty close to that second striker. It was kind of like, it wasn't like a front two, but do you know what I mean? I think he was playing more inverted. Usually see my mm. likes to stay out wide, but no, I thought, um, guys, I think we really need to sign this lad. I really do. I don't look... I think he's within our our, our, our their transfer. We don't know. We don't. We haven't asked the question yet. But I don't see why not. I think this guy's very versatile, and I think he would add a lot to our team. I think look at the end of the day, eleven goals, guys, for a for a winner, and uh, he's now scored three times the amount of goals in what Kent did in nearly three years. So, what do you want, guys? Do you want twenty stepovers or do you want goals from your wingers? Show another one. Another wee thing I I love about Sima is that his attitude is second to none. The boy just applies himself constantly and, and his contribution defensively hasn't gone unnoticed by me anyway. You know, defensive headers that he wins, he just uh, chases the ball. His attitude is absolutely fantastic. I, I wish we'd 10 others like him, to be honest, because he is kind of the template that you'd want. And, and as Shona said, you know, his goal scoring speaks for itself. Sometimes, you know, he does the, the kind of odd mad thing, and, and but it's, uh, it's certainly not... For, a lack of effort and, and the finish today and, and some of the other finishes, you know, just go through, just have a wee look at his, his YouTube reel now and, and for Rangers and, and, and see what this guy brings us. And uh, I think Sean is dead it's right. It's all different types of goals as well, David, isn't it? It's all different types of goals. Yeah, yeah. And the headers, I mean, he only had one which is just over the bar today. Uh, and, and But at corner kicks, you know, for the opposition, Seema's back, you know, and he's he usually occupies like in a front post area. The number of corners that you know that the opposition throw in that he intercepts, I think, is uh, is, is also a, a good contribution. So, but I, I think his uh, his, his attitude is, is is absolutely fantastic. How much would you pay for him, David? I think what if we could agree a deal, you know, and if we paid seven million for Kent, then we could certainly pay that for him. Yeah, well, unfortunately, there's not an option to buy, as far as I know. So, I don't know whether we would be able to get him. Obviously, the better he gets, the more Brighton will want to keep him. <laughs> so that that's a pretty unfortunate. The better he does for us, the the probably less chance we've got of getting him. That's uh that's a the way. Um, no, in saying that, I've sort of lost where I was now. Um, substitutes. Danilo, obviously, for um, Dessers. And then um, I think you mentioned the substitutes, Dave. I'll let you name them because I've, they went out of my head. <laughs> uh, well, with the, the two, obviously, McCausland. Amos, come on. Matondo, come on. Yeah. It was good to see Ross McCausland get a fantastic uh, reception when he came off, as did Todd Cantwell when he came off. So... No, it was uh, McCausland. You know, you could see that, and I think the the, uh, the Ranger support, you know, uh, actually chant was chanting his name as he came off Ross McCausland. You know, which was uh, which was nice. It'd been a good lift. I think it was just a, maybe a, a wee reward by the managers, just the uh, just a wee acknowledgement of him. But I think Todd Cantwell was kind of very late on, but uh, I think it was, and and Todd got got a good reception as well. So. Matondo, as Sean has already said, I don't think he uh, had a couple of contributions, but there was nothing much, I think, 
the game was kind of fizzled out. There was no real contest at that point. I don't think St Myrne were, had realised that, that this game had long gone and, and pretty much just uh, went through the motions until the final whistle. There was, you know, some of these, sometimes these games can get a wee bit frantic at the end, but uh, there was certainly there was none of that today. So I, I'm trying to think, it was obviously Dessers was, was first off and Danilo was on. And then we had, uh, who were the next two? And then we Red had... Redvan uh, and Sterling. Yeah, Redvan, yeah. They come on right at the, at the end when we had, uh, obviously, Tavernier coming off with and, and Cantwell coming off. So, no, I was say, I thought the manager it was pretty much just getting, a, getting minutes in the legs at that point. It was, it was, I don't think there was any real tactical change. I think it was pretty much like for like. We were in control of the game and uh, when the subs went on, we remained in control of the game. So it was a... Uh, I think it was saving them. legs, Dave. Yeah. I think that's... A, we've got, a, obviously, a, a really difficult period coming up. Just one, one question I want to, to ask. With Matondo and now McCausland for, for a right wing position or Matondo can actually play both, do we need to go out and buy a winger still? Uh, I would, well, I think McCausland, we'll know through December exactly what we've got, but, but certainly I, I love his attitude because his default is just drive on and, and get, get forward. Uh, so, and, you know, as Sean has already pointed out, the, the wee dink over someone's head to uh, put Dessers through is just it's exactly what we needed. That's, you just love to see that in, in this boy and, uh but you know the number of times he does cut inside as well. You know you can see he's uh, he's he's more inclined to cut inside than hug the touchline and get to the byline. But uh, I think there was an, a, I noticed in the second half he did the wee pirouette. You know rounded this guy a couple of times. Uh, no, I think uh, we've yet to see, we've only just scratched the surface with Rose McCausland. He is a uh, if he keeps continues to progress, we'll we'll have a smashing player on our hands. Okay, so now I'm going to move on to Wednesday night. Hearts at Tynecastle. Do we go with the same team that started today, or do you think Clement uh, will sort of a uh, save legs and uh, give people a rest? And I, I think I think. You've, you've really got to go. You've, it's going to be a difficult game at Tynecastle, let's face it. I think we've got to go with, with the, with what we consider the best team. Um, I think he might go with the same team as today. I think because it's going to be a bit more physical, I think that'll probably suit the likes of, I know everyone's going to probably disagree with this, but I think it might suit Dacers over Danilo. Danilo just being a bit more physical against Hearts. Um, as much as I think Danilo's probably a better, better striker than Dacers, I think with the the way that today's performance, my biggest problem, Guy, I think, is probably not looking up front because obviously you can switch between Dessers and Danilo. I think you can now say that you're probably going to have McCausland on one side. It'll probably be Seema because Toronto's coming back from injury. I think he'll just bed him in. That's what I said about come on. I don't think he's going to risk players. I think he knows that just now with our squad that you can't risk anybody or anybody will be out for a matter of months. So I think he'll go with the same front. I think he'll go with the same back four as well and goalkeeper. I think the biggest problem for me, guys, is does Lawrence going to be able to fit into that kind of... He won't be able, won't be able to attack as much as he did today. I think he'll have to do a bit more of a deeper role and will that suit Tom Lawrence? So I think that'll be the biggest headache for the manager and also can Tom Lawrence last another 90 minutes because I don't think you know we'll need to manage this boy really, really carefully, especially when we've got the final coming up. 
we've got such a tough tough winter um or such a sorry such a hectic winter do you know what i mean with all the, the games coming up i think we've got and then we've got obviously real betis as well would you want tom lawrence in that game so like um i think at the moment i think you might find somebody maybe a wee bit more defensive might come into midfield but look how we go with probably the same team as what we did today but i'll be down i'll leave that down to the manager and the manager can face that criticism when it comes but I don't know what you guys think about Tom Lawrence going to have to play less attack and he's going to have to do a lot more work off the ball, I think, midweek. I think if, if Tom Lawrence does move back a, a, a bit, it might be helping actually with, with his injuries because he won't have his back to players so often. He'll, he'll be actually in, in front of a player. So it, it might actually be a better position for him. What do you think, Dave? I think Tom Lawrence would be in the team Wednesday for me, no doubt about it, because uh, I think we're going to Tynecastle, not the Santiago Bernabeu. So I think we play to our strengths. I don't think we, we should worry too much about that, that lot. Because, I mean, they're, they're in, on the back of uh, four straight wins. I think three of them have been one nils. So, I mean, they're not prolific, but they're not conceding. So I would be more inclined to go with Danilo up front, because I just think Danilo gives us far more movement, gives them far more, much more to worry about. I think Dessers is too easily uh, just marked out the game. He's, he's not going to run away from you. You know, you, you, could, it's, you could pretty much uh, tie him down quite easily. Danilo is just a different uh, animal altogether. He's just keep constant movement. You just don't know where this guy's going to pop up. So, uh, no, I th it's not going to be a million miles away from, from what we, we had on today, I think, for our starting 11. Uh, would would I any changes at all? Other than I would see I'd put on Danilo rather than Dessers, and I think that that would be it. It would be, a, it would be very close to that for me. So Balligan clearly is a is, is a favourite of Clement because he's he's when he, once he's put him in there and, and the performance that he's made, he just seems to be a very slotted in as a as a permanent fixture. So uh, whether Balligan can play two games a week. Uh, I think we'll leave that one to Philip Clement, but I, I think uh, certainly his heading ability, uh, strength in the air, I think would be uh, would be required to Tyne Castle. So, no, I think other than Danilo, uh, it would be uh, today's team for me at Tyne Castle. So, we'll see. What hey, David. David, are you saying Danilo because you think because we're playing away from home there might be a lot more gaps over the top for them to play balls into? Is that what you're thinking? Because now you're saying that, I kind of kind of agree now that looking at, looking at that. I know I said Dessers, but I think now what you're saying away from home, you probably will. They probably come out a wee bit more attacking being at home, won't they? So there might be yeah, a case of where you play more balls over the top. Yeah, Danilo is, is, uh, is just much more active. You know, it's just the, the mobility. The guy never st stays still. I just think he uh, occupies defenders just by the, by the movement that he brings to uh, the, the forward line, and you know, and he'll link up quite well. And I think you know we've yet to see the best of, of that. So you know, obviously he's come back from injury, still got that mask on. I seen he was on at half time warming up without the mask, and I was thinking, oh, maybe he's done away with it. But when he came on, he uh, he had the mask on. But um, I think. He will pose more. Daniel would pose more problems for the Hearts defence than than Dessers. Dessers is, is is quite easily cancelled out. And, and for me, I think it's twelve weeks you've got to keep a keep a mask on, Dave. 
when when you're playing, not sure about it. I'm not a medical person, but as, as far as I can remember, I think it's about twelve weeks you've got to keep it on. So I don't know how far he into it he is. Um, we're up against the mighty Shankland Shona on uh, on Wednesday. Do we need to bring in extra defenders to 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 mark him? Nah, Clamont will have that all sorted. Don't you worry. I've I've been saying this for a while, guys. I think um, teams are now noticing not just us that if um, Hearts if Shanklin's playing well, Hearts are playing well. Shanklin's not playing well, Hearts are not playing well. So I think um, on um, on Wednesday night, I think you'll find that Clamont will do their very best to make sure that nothing goes through Shanklin at all in that middle of the park. And uh, I think if we manage to nullify that, I think we'll go on and we'll win the game quite comfortably because. Like I said, everything goes through Lauren Shanklin. I think we saw, I think it was in the 2-1 game and obviously we scored the two goals in the last couple of minutes. I think Shanklin played absolutely brilliant that game. I think he was uh, absolutely outstanding. He scored a really good goal at the back post with that header. But I think what you'll find um, when the game came again the, the week after, I think um, Balogun had him in his back pocket for the full game. So, yeah, I think uh, I think Clamod will look at that at midweek. I think, honestly, guys, if you, start, if you nullify Shanklin and the team against Hearts, they've got nothing. And I mean nothing. Um, and that's why I've always said to myself, I'm not the biggest uh, Shanklin fan, but I know there is a, a Shanklin fan club out there. Look, if he comes to our club, I'll get all on, all aboard about it. But I would rather, if we're talking about the player trading model, I'd rather obviously go for Miofsky. But like, look, guys, I don't think um, it'll be a problem on Wednesday if we manage to nullify what Shanklin can do in the middle of that park. I'm afraid I watched uh, Hearts playing, was it yesterday they, they played? And I just, I'm just... No, no, a, a, a great fan that Rangers buy him, to be honest with you. I, I, I just don't get it. Dave, I know you are a, a fan of, of Shankland, but I watched him yesterday and he didn't do anything, really. I think he's... Uh, well, Hearts, don't, they're not, as I said, they're not prolific goal scorers, but uh, the goal threat that they do carry generally revolves around Lord Shankland. Uh, so I think Sean is right, because you, you can nullify them to a large extent, just by uh, making sure that he's, his contribution is uh, minimised. So, uh, I, th I think, that, did he not assist in Hearts' goal yesterday? So, I think he provided the assist for the goal. Uh, so, I think, Sean is dead right, we just uh, make sure that we take care of him, and Balligan did it at Hamden, so, uh, same again, please, Leon. Is uh, Naismith one of your boyfriend, Shona? No, 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 no. I did, me, uh, I did, I did, I'll tell you a quick story, you know, I really probably shouldn't, well, I don't, it doesn't matter, um, so basically when I was at the beach the other night, um, I haven't really changed from school, all my friends will tell you this, I haven't really, really changed, but there has been a football that I have had a wee with, and I bumped into him the other day at the B team game, and uh, he came up to me and started talking to me. But I don't think he had a scooby <laughs> who I was. I'm pretty sure he's probably had plenty of kisses in his life, but no, but no, no, I'm not a Stephen Naismith fan at all. I know people that know him, nah, not my fan. I think when he played for Rangers, he had a pretty good career. I think, you uh, know, ever since he's left, he's been a bit of a prick, hasn't he? So, uh, yeah, you can keep that prick status for a quite a wee while, and I'm pretty sure um, there'll be a lot of uh, stuff going on in the touchline. But I think uh, Clement will just be standing over him. Looking at looking down on the uh, on Stephen Naismith, so yeah, um, no, I don't think um, no, I'm not a big, I'm not Stephen Naismith's biggest fan if I'm being honest. Yeah, I think I think we discussed Lowry from Lowry supposed to be going to to Hearts uh, the other way and Shanklin coming 
I say I was I was totally underwhelmed by Shankland. I, I I think there must be, and especially some people are talking about four million, which which I think would be crazy or Lowry and uh, and uh, a cash. Uh, I think I think that would be totally crazy. I, I, I just don't don't get it at all. Um, Dave, one thing I want to I want to talk about for the for the last thing is the offside. Now I've watched. I watched while St Johnson were winning today. I watched the, 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 them up until uh, it was one each. Then I stopped. Um, see this waiting. A player obviously offside. Five meters offside, and they let the play go on and on and on. And then once, I, once about five minutes later, they put the flag up after an action. There have been three different actions. And then they put the flag up. Somebody's going to get seriously injured. And even um, Conor Golson, the yellow card in Europe, was actually caused trying to get back to an off an offside, a player that was offside, because the referee, the linesman, sorry, never put his, his, his flag up. Surely this, surely that needs to change this rule. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, for, for both ways, I mean, as you're right, Dave, I mean, identifying. You know, two big problems with it. You know, in terms of uh, you know players getting injured, and and you know offences that that will result as a as a result, uh, you know, from those challenges. You know, and it's just a disaster waiting to happen. I, I think it's already happened, is it not? Where you know players were, were clearly offside, and and the the let play continue, uh, and I, I really don't get what is the the benefit. It's just to see how things. You know, pan out before they they actually raise the flag. I just, I, what's the? No, there seems there seems to be a phase one, phase two, phase three. Yeah. I, I, I think I think it's actually shown as explained this at some time. Have you shown it? I think is is it if the the offside player is not you know in, in, involved in, although he is off when the ball is played forward and a, a player is offside, they don't automatically raise their flag. To then, you know, see how things turn out, but you know, we know how things can turn out because you know, horrific challenges can be uh, can be made. Because I think if you know that you know you're the guy's clearly offside, and that gives you, you know, the, the play will continue. And you, you, I mean, smarter players will just say, "Well, that gives me the the opportunity to just take it straight through this guy," and the, and there potentially not being any consequence of that. So, no, I, I it. If it's offside and the linesman knows he's offside, then he should raise his flag. That's that's it. End of. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I mean, it used to be as well, which, which I could maybe accept. It's the rule, though, isn't it, though, David? It's the rule that's wrong. In terms of what? Still there, Shona? I think we're... No. I think Shona's uh, having trouble. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. No, we can't Is it hear me. Is breaking now. up? Because I, I can't see anything. Yeah, you're breaking up, I'm afraid. Yeah. But, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. On you go. Oh, well. Can you hear me? Um, right, so basically, yeah, the rule's wrong because the rule basically states that a referee should not be putting this flag up unless he knows it.
Can you hear me? No. We're having, no, we're having trouble with you, Shona. You're kind of breaking up, Shona. Anyway, Hello? we'll 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 no. we'll discuss it for an hour. Shona, you try and sort it out, and we'll. Uh, the, the, yeah. I'm sorry about that. You okay now? On you go. No. Uh, Dave, but yeah, I don't know what the rule is exactly. Can you hear me now? I know. Yeah, I can hear you. Breaking up. Um, we we'll just go on. Um, Dave, uh, uh, just so it's a rule. The rule says change. that the referee should not stop play. That's right. Yeah. I don't know why. Why? Why can't the referee stop play? But it used to be. It used to be that a player, when a player touches the ball, that's offside, touches the ball, then they fly. Okay, at least I maybe, maybe get into get get into that. But um. I just I can't get this into. I mean, there was a player well offside. He got the ball and even crossed into the middle. And even then, they still kept going. And then I think the ball eventually went out. And then the linesman puts up his flag. And I think, why? What was all that about? Yeah. 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 And then they've got far. Far are looking back about five minutes to try to try and find out whether somebody was offside five minutes earlier. It's a, it's a crazy rule. Anyway, sorry that we, we lost Shona. I think it's now, I've looked at the time and I think it's now time, Dave. I haven't got any more to bring in. Have you got anything to bring in? Uh, no, just other than we've uh, I think, no more injuries today, which is good news. And I think we, we just kind of roll on to Time Castle. And, and I, th I think I'm looking, you know, for the, as, as we said before, they can, they, a dense part performance rather than a Pataudry performance in terms of you know the what we get on Wednesday because I think Rangers should go there with their, their heads held tie you know full of confidence because Hearts aren't prolific goal scorers but I think we and go there with no fear obviously it'll be a lively atmosphere but I think it makes for an excellent atmosphere at Tynecastle the games I've been to I've always enjoyed there makes for a good uh, NTN, NTN stuff so I think Rangers go there with uh, plenty of energy Good attitude. Don't see why we shouldn't get come out there with the three points. So, looking forward to it. Well, I think we should have three points at every game, Dave. <laughs> with it, being being a Rangers supporter, I'm afraid. Uh, like Shona back in. I'm afraid. Uh, I'm not. I, I, I hate Rangers losing points. So, Shona, you're back. Yeah, I was just obviously, you were just discussing obviously the offside decision. Now, this all stems because if a player is obviously, they can't, the, the, the referee can't tell if a player is offside or onside, then they have to go with the, the, the rules. And the rule states that the referee must let play go on just in case it, at least a goal. But I'm like you, if it's blatantly obvious, then why can they not just bring it back if it's going to cause injuries? But I think it's the rule. The rule just states that the referee has to continue with play until obviously there's, there's something like at least a goal because if it, if it isn't offside, and then it goes to VR, then obviously then what 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 would we be saying then? So but I'm like you, if it's blatantly offside, then we should play um, we should really yeah, be and go on with go on with the game. And as as, as we talked about Thursday night, getting far into the side corners and to the decide the free kicks and things like that, then I, I just I just think it's taking it too far. Anyway, well, Dave, you get in Dave, we've only just Sundance, well. which is just completely fucking ludicrous. But anyway, we won't talk about that in another pod. Oh, well, we did, we did on Thursday night. So, uh, or Friday night it was, sorry. 
did on Friday night. We we, we discussed that one. Um, I, I was I'm actually for it. I think it would be. I think there is certain things that, that could be putting a, a, a sin bin. But I was the only one that was for it. So, um, Dave, you anyone? David, why would you have a sin bin in men's football? Because why? I think there's there's I think there's certain things. If a player gets a yellow card, then the the team that that is actually playing them at that time doesn't get any benefit. A team that that's that, that's playing them in about five weeks' time, they get the benefit of it. And I just think there's there's time, there's certain things that you can the likes of the player and when and Thursday night Thursday night with the long hair with the ponytail pulled back a Rangers player can't remember who it was now pulled him back. Rangers get a free kick. The guy got a yellow card. Rangers had absolutely nothing on the free kick, and that's where I, I think I think there's situations like that. If there was a sin bin where the guy got ten minutes, then he wouldn't have pulled him back so easily. I just said uh, that's just my, my opinion. I think there is certain things that, that you could bring a sin bin. I think putting something in between a yellow card and a and a, a red card it would be. But then you start, you start, you start, you start the love that way because then what happens then is if, you, if an opposition player goes off, we say it was Rangers and we had a guy that was in the sin bin and we're playing against somebody like Celtic, say for instance, or somebody in Europe, you're just going to sit back for 10 minutes. It's not going to be right good football because you're going to sit back and defend for 10 minutes because you know you're you, going to you 10 get, men for the next 10 minutes. You, you've got you've got 11 men against 10. So, so I mean, it's, the teams sit back against us now anyway. Except them, so it's. Uh, I mean, it won't break my heart if it's not brought in. But I just think, uh, I just think that there is certain things. Anyway, Shona, have you got anything to say before we go? No, I just want to just want to thank everyone for uh, coming on. Obviously, now I'm in a I'm in a group chat with some of the guys from the the Rangers Review, and obviously they're now watching this pod. So obviously, I want to give them a wee bit of a shout out tonight, and yeah, just uh, looking forward to sitting in on them. Um, Wednesday night in the nice cosy, cosy room of mine and watch the football instead of being absolutely freezing the last couple of times I've been at Ibrox, so it's not been fun. So these hand warmers, or I don't know if anyone's got them, hand warmers or feet warmers come in very, very handy. So, you know, um, no, I'm quite looking forward to putting my feet up on Wednesday and watching Rangers 1. I'm going to say 2-0. There you go. Dave, you, can you beat that? No, I think uh, it'll be a quite a close contest. So I'm going for two one. So, but I think we will prevail. And I, I think just to get on the record, uh, I, the sin bins for the bin for me. Yeah, well, I knew that anyway, David. As I said we we discussed that in uh, in Friday. Uh, well, I'm going to enjoy it from from the warmth of my room as well, and I will go for. Mm, I'll go. I'll go one above you. Three 0 for Rangers. I think. I think we're due someday a doing, and I think it'll be, might be Hearts. So I'll go for that. I'll thank everybody for watching, and as I say, press all the buttons, subscribe, like us, and if you if you want, we, we become. You can afford one pound to be a member. You get all free shows every day, every working day, and all that's left is again is to say bye bye and we are the people
mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Market.